0: Richie's The Covenant. That's right, hmm. Guy Ritchie's second movie of 2023. Fucking bonus soda- Soderbergh. Really Just pumping out movies. He made another movie this year called Operation Fortune, which I missed because of schedule timing, and it was in theaters very short. But um huh. yeah, that that one was a more Guy Ritchie movie where it's like gangsters doing stuff, you know? Okay. The more traditional snatch uh, gentleman. Yeah. Lock stock. Yeah,
1: Guy yeah. Ritchie
0: movies. He's made a lot, actually. I didn't realize that the... I, I was looking at his filmography. I ha- thought I had seen everything pretty much except for Sherlock Holmes movies. And he's made like 14, 15 movies. A lot of stuff that I did not mm-hmm. do. I was not privy to. I've seen mostly just his gangster stuff in lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which I like. Uh, I saw movie. the Sherlock Holmes movies. So we're gonna... Are those now we've, Are those we've worth checking all. out? Uh, they're... Yeah, I think they're well-made for- Fun things. Um, and they're very Guy Ritchie without like the blood splatter.
0: There's yeah, a lot of things it.
1: that you you would pinpoint as a Guy Ritchie movie. So
0: I like his filming style, so that would be that's positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is The Covenant, his second movie of the year, as we said. Did you know anything about this going on? Uh,
1: yeah, I think I'd seen a couple previews, and actually, the reason uh that i went is because this is something this is right up your dad's alley so he wanted to see it yes. and he's like you guys never see anything that i want to see and you never review anything that's good quote unquote so uh-huh um, we've we
0: reviewed <laughs> qu- over 300 <laughs> movies but yeah sure we've never reviewed anything
1: good <laughs> well you know for him it's like he's a he, he likes formulaic stuff so
0: yeah stuff that's exceptionally uninteresting to talk about <laughs> stuff that stuff that you could be like i could sum this whole up in five minutes and then there's no episode
1: (laughs) well yeah because he doesn't want to talk about it he just wants to enjoy it he just wants to go yeah it was good he's the i mean we've had this discussion before but he's the average moviegoer just regular you know wants to go and be entertained and that's it so i suppose so anyway it got me into the theater for this yeah, it got
0: on our schedule, and the uh, the covenant yeah. follows U.S. Army Sergeant John Kinley and Afghan interpreter Ahmed. And there were other summaries, but I don't like any of them because they give too much away or they don't explain it correctly. Mm. So that's what this is about. It's about U.S. Army Sergeant John Kinley and Afghan interpreter Ahmed. This has it's a buddy
1: movie, <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> in a way. It has got a eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a ninety eight percent audience score, eight on IMDB, sixty three Metacritic. That's high,
1: folks. Wow high scores. Ugh. What's wrong with the critics?
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, we're going to It's interesting uh, we- that they're not
1: on board with everybody else, right?
0: Well, Metacritic is at 63, so I guess they're a little... But I, I looked at more into Metacritic, how they kind of work. They're more like IMDb, but just critics kind of thing. Like, you know, how right. IMDb, everything's... Yeah, like 5 Everybody, to 7, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. then Metacritic is the same thing, where it actually takes the scores and then does it that way. So it, it actually... Like, I think Metacritic and IMDb are actually better measurements of, like, how good a movie actually is. But the problem is because of the way they grade everything is between a five and a seven pretty much metacritics right. a little more varied because it's a smaller pool of just and it's not even yeah. all critics it's like a very small pool of critics but it's it's worth noting it's a it's a it's, a, it's one of the majors so um, anyway not talking about critics if you haven't seen <laughs> guy ritchie's the covenant it is in theaters now those are the reviews it's got it's a two-hour film so you know pretty average not too long not too short um so yeah there you go we're going to spoil it here now and the way this movie is broken up is it's broken up kind of into three acts this is going on during mm-hmm. march 2018 is at least the starting point it goes over a pretty long period of time but that's the starting point point. and it's in the war in afghanistan and sergeant john kinley recruits an afghan named ahmed to interpret with the locals on a mission and a couple of other little missions and um the relationship is contentious at first. Ahmed is, uh, he's. You know, just barely re- polite and respectful enough to uh, come come across as as level headed, but he also clearly has a little bit of a attitude. But he is also much. He also has a lot of experience and is also has a lot of good intel. So he's kind of a complicated, prickly figure uh, when we meet him. As is John Kinley, John uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, who is in charge of this group. Kind of a standard military ish guy, a little standoffish at first with Ahmed because he is himself cantankerous and hard to manage which is very important in military. Uh, so that's kind of the first third is the them getting to feel each other out in this company that they're running and uh, and uh, they do a couple little small missions. And then the middle third happens after a jo- a mission goes wrong and and Jake Joan Hall loses his whole team except for yeah. except for Ahmed. And he is badly injured. He's almost taken into cust- uh, custody or uh, taken prisoner or whatever by the Taliban. Right. Uh, but Ahmed is able to save him. And for a good solid thir- – like, it's close to a third of the movie. It's just Ahmed wheeling Jake Gyllenhaal's disabled ass around and, like, saving his <laughs> ass. And it's, it's, it's pretty harrowing. And uh, eventually right. – Jake Gyllenhaal is saved, and he makes it back to the States. He makes a full recovery. He has very little memory of this time. He he was basically unconscious for the days, weeks, however long this this – section is, uh, and when he comes to, he realizes that Ahmed is nowhere to be found, and he is now very high up on the Taliban's hit list because of his assistance of, of John Kinley, and uh, they're, they've become very famous, and uh, Taliban don't like that. So uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, feeling like he has a debt that cannot be repaid unless he does this, uh, decides to go back to try to repay his debt and save Ahmed and his family. So that is the story of The Covenant. Okay, what would you think of Guy Ritchie's *The Covenant*?
1: That is the story of the covenant. It's all a bunch of spoilers, and wow, you have to, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I was interested in in this because I know this is, be, you know, this has been. A piece of information that's out there, where there's these interpreters that helped out the United States um, in uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, were essentially left behind to deal with the ramifications of that. So, um, this is a this is an important story. I know that this is not this is an amalgamation of all the stories. This is not one particular, you know. Uh, buddy set that we're looking at this is just a bunch of things put together but um it's so uh, i think it's an important story to start with and i think guy Ritchie did really did it justice in that when you did the synopsis just now it sounds like oh it's all very exciting there's you know there's this war piece to it then there's this thing this ambush and then and then there's this part where he's wheeling him across all you know i don't even know how many kilometers of desert like a lot right yeah a lot up and down mountains days and days and you're thinking how can that possibly be at all interesting to watch but it's fucking riveting it's just like you feel the uh you almost feel the heat of the desert and the cold of the desert at night and you feel this um i don't know it's just this energy that this guy has that he has to that he has to do this and you just and the you know the the magnitude of this guy's soul and personality he could have easily left him there left kinley there to to perish or to be you know used as a pawn by the taliban but he has you know he's he's got a soul and he has he he's he's dedicated to doing this and he has a wife and child. And now they're in danger because of this Um, great storytelling um, and a story that needs to be heard.
0: It's, it's really good storytelling. It's, it's a, it's one of the best storytelling formulas, cross-armed opposites where guy one and guy two, uh, we just don't get along. We're from other sides of the track. And then they do little things to earn each other's respect And then they save each other's asses a couple times, and all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, this is the most solid brothership that you cannot break. Like, all all while, all while, like they're never like super like buddy buddy with each other. Really, Uh, there is a moment later on they are, and it's 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 wonderful. But oh, it's it's tried and true formula, and it's and it's brought to and it's and in the setting of this war and these choosing these two types of people to be the. The cross-armed opposites, so to speak. It's a good choice. It's a very, very well-executed movie. I did not see where this was going. I was on the edge of this my seat for most of this. Um, the two leads are amazing. The directing is constantly well-paced. The soundtrack is awesome. I was trying to find the score to this, and it's not out yet. The score is literally not as mm. of this recording. Maybe it is but when you're hearing this, but as of this recording, the score was not out. I was like, I need to just listen to this because I have a couple of movies every once in a while. I'll get the score, and I just want to, like, write to it, or, like, pace in my basement to take the dog for a walk, or whatever the fuck. This, this beat, like, it's not like, at the end of the year, I don't know how I'll feel about Covenant, because it is, it is another war movie, but in the moment of watching it, moment to moment, this is... It's very good. It's I was I was impressed. Yeah. I, I didn't hurt hear, hear a lot of hype about this. I still haven't. I really like haven't heard a lot of people talking about Covenant, but it's it's very, very competently well told. Um
1: yeah, it's, not it's, a mold, and, and, it's not a mold and, breaker though. Yeah. But there's and, and it's it's a movie where again you're just like focused on these two people and the one of the things I really like about it is that they're not you know they're they're flawed individuals, not you know not brutally flawed, but they're you know no one's portrayed as they feel like real you know, people, a hundred percent real people, and and you kind of, you get this uh you, this window open to you know what was going on within you know the, with the Afghan life during that time and how. Um, you know, there are times when the Taliban are driving around and people are just living their lives and you're just like, you know, how could you li- How does your how does your body sustain that level of, you know, adrenaline. Of, of of adrenaline? Yeah. For that period it's of time. On I edge mean, all the time. This is on edge all the time. This has been going on since, you know george bush this has been going on for 20 years and it's like how and how do you just go about living your life and you know he's got uh ahmed has a brother in this movie that plays sort of a pivotal role and he's and he skirts the line between uh Mm -hmm. you know good guy bad guy kind of situation thing so um yeah it's just it just sort of left me i know there's there are a lot of movies and particularly war movies and even movies about iraq and afghanistan that high give you that same feeling but there's something about uh the way that guy Ritchie made this movie that just the feeling is just very very actual and visceral and um it is the filmmaking
0: 100 because i distilled the story if i go if i take a you know a, a further back view like we we talked about like the 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 middle third a lot and the last third like the first 40 minutes is just introducing the company and like we get introduced to all these world of characters that are going to be killed off very quickly and like that's all like good and fine but like it's it doesn't pick up until it becomes our main two characters but even then like the beginning is just kind of general generic kind of stuff but it's the it's it's the it's guy richie it's guy richie's storytelling he is so good at it and i even think it at the end like sitting here thinking about what literally happened he goes back and he saves the guy like he has to of course but like the mechanisms he, to get there he goes there, back on
1: his own accord like you know the u.s government is putting right. throwing every roadblock in the way and right. he goes back you know he he leverages his home you know to go do this and finds finds a guy <laughs> That'll help him out. So he does an, not guy Richie just... does an awesome
0: trick. He almost he almost makes a whole movie and then adds in another pretty g- good thirty minute movie at the end with the same characters. Right? Because so ca- it, it, it's it, if you capped the first two thirds as a single story at an hour and twenty minutes or whatever it clocks in at, and uh, and uh, Ahmed saves John Kinley and gets him back. And then it ends there, and then you can do like the stats or whatever, like uh, like because they do the stats as with most based on true story kind of things, where it's like this many million, this many thousand people died or still trapped there or whatever. But then mm-hmm. he gives you that entire third act, which is John Kinley now the, sh- the roles were reversed, and it strengthens everything and it makes everything so much stronger and better, and it makes our main character guy who up to this point Jake Gyllenhaal has been generic commander man and then unconscious and then when we finally right. get more of his character we see the character like and i'm saying character like he has good character like he's like, like he I has cannot, character
1: exactly i cannot
0: sleep at night knowing that that man who we we made we made a deal and i love that that's how he framed it too yep. we made a deal yep. we said we would give him something and he said he would give us something and that is what I, i'm making good on my deal on my word and that's why <laughs> it's 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 it that's why the third act works and that character works it's like it's that individual like you said the big system like the government doesn't want the u.s government doesn't give a fuck they don't want to help like the 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 taliban is retaking control of afghanistan already so like yeah. they're not gonna help right. at all like there's there's nothing this guy has to go to back channels he has to call on favors and get this like mercenary yeah. guy
1: yeah, he's got a black ops dude and company going out doing that. You know that does these kind of things. You know for money. I think basically, and I think,
0: and and I, think like, I appreciate it now because of watching so many movies. But I think it's under the average person watching this will under appreciate how how hard it actually is to do that and like tell it well because to to end your kind of end your movie and then restart your movie with the same people but with a slightly different bend and then you also have to be like. He's getting like Black Ops guys, and like they're gonna sh- they show up at the end and do the Deus Ex Machina and save them. Like you know that stuff's gonna happen, and it also feels a little like uh, to me. It feels a little Hollywood. Like it would really would he really be able to call in these couple of favors? Is there really this private mini military that's gonna go in and save him? Like it's it 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 feels Hollywoody and like not in a good way. It feels like oh I know it's coming. But it, it's the filmmaking; it's the trick. He's a, he he makes it feel like this is real and happening, and like it's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel Hollywoody. It feels real in the moment when you're watching it. That's that's tough.
1: Well, and I think the the key part of it is the bridge between the time when we see you know Jake Gyllenhaal back in the states, and he's obviously had traumatic brain injury from you know we see how he's he gets you know. Butted in the head with guns, and he's 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 mm-hmm. out. He's a total mess. The whole he's not there. He the takes like a month to recover saved.
0: after he makes it back. Yeah, exactly.
1: Said, yeah. And so it's that segue. It seems like downtime in the movie, but it's not because he's completely resetting and making Jake Gyllenhaal's character, kinley At that point, you're just like, this dude is going to do whatever it takes. You're building yeah. that up. That that's what that's what's going to happen and i'm glad he didn't go the route of cuz he's back home he's with his family um he has a business there was a business that he had before he cuz this is not this was not his first tour of of afghanistan so mm-hmm. he had he had a whole family business going on and so that yeah. business is thriving and you see that and i'm so glad that he didn't go the route of he let everything go like he alienated his family and you know couldn't no um,
0: couldn't, it, it, couldn't the do his wife job
1: it wasn't like board. that at all
0: yeah no the way yes. they have the it, se- they have the important scenes where like he's talking yes. with his wife and his and that one buddy who's like a military guy like you need those human moments and a, a big chunk of that intro is him making fu- futile phone calls which is the most relatable yes. thing like, how, yes. <laughs> like
1: who hasn't how on, like how has tried to call some it's it's yeah. the most
0: relatable thing. We're like, who hasn't tried to call someone and you're on hold, and it's and of course it's the fucking government, so they're going to be even slower right? than regular hold people. Yeah, they're going to be the
1: fucking worst. It's the and government it just, who does not absolutely does not want to help you. It's not just the government. It's these people want you. Yeah, they want to wanna give you the
0: runaround, and like they don't exactly. Wanna, and there is a bigger, larger, like... Because I, when I was watching this and when I was getting towards the end and I knew we were going to get the real... They always do it with real movies, with, or not real movies, you know what I mean, uh, based on true stories, where at the end it's like 10,000 interpreters right. are still trapped over there and they're still... And 700 right. have been killed. I don't remember the exact numbers, but they're going to they're gonna do that. When that right. happens and when I know it's coming, it does at times make me think in the movie, what's the lean? What's What is the purpose? Like... Is this a little propaganda e? I get that in my head when I'm watching this because Guy Ritchie's an amazing director and he's made mostly great movies. he gets away with it mostly, but I can see this being in the hands of a lesser person feeling like what's the message supposed to be here that we that we fucked up the whole Middle East war that we fucked up the <laughs> the withdrawal? I got the idea that it was we fucked up with the withdrawal and that we should still be america presence in the middle east is what it felt like to me is Mm. that we didn't it's it's reframing it not like um it's reframing it not as like we are an imperialist power taking over countries it's reframing it as we had an agreement with these individual people who helped us and now they are being hurt because we did not hold up our end of the bargain so
1: yeah, it doesn't. Yeah,
0: it's what do you interesting. Do
1: you should. I didn't. I didn't think about it in that context, but yeah, it's interesting w- that you say that because I'm thinking about it now and. I felt like it was. This was all very personal. Like this was not personal to Guy Ritchie, but like this was no, all he didn't. based he, on. Yeah, he's just... no. <laughs> I mean, he's, I... he doesn't have this kind of control. He is a writer but... and
0: producer credit on this, which means he, you know, it's he's not just a gun for hire like I imagined he was for Aladdin, right. But like, y- 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 you know, Guy Ritchie movies—the stuff he's passionate about—is making gangsters shoot each other. This is a. There's Guy Ritchie you know. gangster movies and there's Guy Ritchie studio movies. This is a studio movie, and honestly, this is maybe his best studio movie that I've seen uh, so far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is uh, th- that. This is. I mean, it's. I mean, it's the covenant you've you've made. You've made personal. This is not about the American government making, uh, you know, a deal with the with the Afghan government. It's about people, and it's about the American government as an entity making deals with individual people, and not feeling because there's no repercussions if they don't. You know, right? Who's gonna punish to deal the U.S.
0: Exactly. The US government pulls out and they didn't hold their up, up the word. There is no consequence for us. Like our country's there too big, any. too strong. No one's going to yeah, no one's going to yeah, no come knock down our door like
1: No. You know people are mad because you know of all the stuff that was left behind all the you know billions of dollars of equipment or millions or whatever it was and all of that and and that it seemed like a futile effort that's yeah sure that gets that's what gets the coverage but these are the kind of things these human these actual human interest stories are the kinds of things and i think that's Sort of the point I was trying to make from the beginning is that these are the this is the story that needs to be told is that you have to put a human face on this on this kind of stuff. And, you know, war is obviously always ugly. But when it comes down to you get these human factors where you've got a huge entity that makes an agreement with a smaller entity and does not back it up with, you know, the full force of what it should do. That's It reeks of just, you know, power and, and, and ugliness and, you know, I mean, I've, you feel for the whole Afghan, all the Afghan people, but you really feel for these people who just put the put everything out there. For
0: yeah, you time. feel for the people who who trusted us to say, "Hey, we, yes. we got you," and then we didn't. We didn't get them.
1: <laughs> we got you until you know we do this really crazy pulling so out, and we run out of
0: money, and then we're not going to be there anymore. And then yeah, we're
1: we're out of money, but somehow we're able to get all of our you know per- people, personnel, assets out. Not not all of our Our people, but not the people we promised would get out. Exactly, and I and I and I have a feeling that there's probably a piece of it where there's people you can't find or that kind of thing. Okay, I well that's part of this is is like
0: he's off the grid because it's it's kind of like a feedback loop though. Like he's off the grid because he's being chased by the Taliban. Like well we can't find him because he's off the grid. Well because he's being chased by the Taliban because of what he did to help you. (laughs) Like. But it's like ah, it's right. not worth it. We can't find him. Like it's too much work and resources. We can't do it. But like he's only in this position because he did what you asked him to yeah. do. Yeah. Be of, and above beyond. And it's not and that you can't
1: find them. It's the, I mean, if somebody can find them, he can he can be found. So it's not that you can't find him. You just don't want to. You don't want to find him. So. But
0: it is part of like because I in like if we if you know you would think that's why i was thinking politics when i was watching this because i'm watching this and my worldview is i'm pretty anti-interventionist i you know i don't really i me personal life i wanted us to pull out of the middle east that's what i would do and i know there's criticism of how we did it and this is a good example of oh this is this is a reason why it it was not done very well because we left all these people behind but like uh, but i'm watching it thinking like Yes, true, but like that's not the whole truth. I mean, if, if, let's put it the other way, if we had stayed and gotten all those people out, what would the resources cost? How many other lives would have been lost to do that? So it's not a full, fair story to, to say like we, we left these people. Like it, it's trade offs. Everything's trade offs. So I, I do feel I, I have, I, when I, when I'm at the, towards the end, I'm enjoying this whole ride. I love the buddy relationship. And that's really what I love is the story between the two guys and like, when Jake all shows up at that village and he's just leaning there. Oh, and he my does, God. And he does his little, like, jokey quip. And I'm just, I'm so, I was grinning ear to ear. I was just like, oh, thank God these guys get yeah. a human moment. Thank God these guys get a human moment. It was so nice. It was so earned. And, but then yeah. when I think about the larger, like, Ugh, is this American war propaganda kind of thing? Like, it, <laughs> mudd- it muddies it just a little bit. Also knowing that, You know, they got a prestige filmmaker to come on here and make this, and, like, it's called Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Like, it's purposeful. I know. It's purposeful. Like, it's, and I don't think that's because this is, maybe this is, maybe Guy Ritchie really wanted to make this movie, but, it like, he came out with literally another movie this year that feels like all his other movies. Uh, Maybe I have it backwards. Maybe the studio pictures are the gangster movies, and... He really wanted to make The Covenant and Aladdin. <laughs> like maybe I haven't and Sherlock Holmes. Maybe those are maybe those are Guy Ritchie's passion projects. And the studios make him make gangster movies.
1: <laughs> what do you, What do people want to see? Do they want to see the gangster movies? And then and then I want to see all of them. I think he mostly makes gangster movies. And this is like a passion so. <laughs> project right here. I don't know. It's it's an interesting. He is interesting, the I he think... is
0: the co writer and producer and director. So like I mean, but he's two other guys wrote this. Five other producers, you know. So I. It's hard to say. I, hard I get
1: the say. feeling, yeah, no, I get the feeling that he's just one of those people that has um, a wide variety of interests, and is that's able probably to, true. yeah. And he's, you know, with what he does, he's able to, you know, engage those in in a lot of different ways. And so this just happens to be, this just happens to want be one of them. I don't think it gets a, I don't think it's getting a lot of play out there because it does feel a little, um, you know. It, it feels like it could ruffle a lot of feathers it could ruffle uh military feathers yeah. so that's a right wing feather it can m- m- uh, ruffle left wing feathers in in ways too and so it's like it it, it seems i mean if anything it's edgy because that's what he does so um it doesn't when you're watching it, it i don't think it feels like that kind of edgy but when you start when you dig into it like you know, we're talking about it. Um, there's it you know, it 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 fleshes out differently. So, um yeah, just all well, I'm so, so like he's Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall. I don't I I don't know that I really like see I'm not I wouldn't be like, Oh my god, it's a Jake Gyllenhaal Hall movie, I'm gonna go see it. No, or but it's he's... a Jake Gyllenhaal Hall movie, I'm yeah. not gonna go see it. Yeah. But
0: I, he's not a needle mover for me per I think he's above average as an actor. I I, I like his work. He is a, but he is also always Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall. Like even when he's even he can play different roles, but he's still the same guy. It's one of the, it's kind of rare. But um.
1: I guess he, just, he didn't feel that way to me in this movie at all, though. I was, I, I, I never, I was not looking at the movie seeing Jake Gyllenhaal, honestly. That's uh, so. That's pretty good.
0: I, I, I never yeah, I think forgot really it was good. him. Cause maybe cause like later career, Gyllenhaal has been a little more grittier roles. I feel like when he was younger, yeah. he did kind of more drama, drama d kind of stuff. And now he's in more, he's more serious man um yeah but uh, I, I, and also oh,
1: the the guy who played on med i mean i don't Dar-Saleem, know
0: his... do not want to short change because yeah. he carries the middle act He's which is so... maybe the best act
1: he carries the middle i mean he does he, and and the first part i mean the last literally part so, and figuratively There's, yeah the last third is so dramatic of Not that the middle's not, but you kind of get a chance to breathe even though you feel like you have a gun to your head. But the last, uh, you know, the last act is so – there's so much action going on. And I was really – I had some concerns for people. So. I wasn't sure because um, I it's when it, whenever I it's these sure kind either. of
0: stories and like he, we've already killed a bunch of named characters. You know, we killed JJ yeah. and Ray J or whatever the hell those guys' names were.
1: <laughs> we killed um, everyone except for the two of them. So. Right, and
0: I'm thinking like, okay, like I like once they started dying, I'm like, holy shit, they're gonna. I, I it's underrated. All like that's an underrated scene. Like they kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they kill his whole company, yeah. and it's brutal. And you and, and the thing is... It feels, like, real and slow. Like, they slowly lose ground. Like, oh, we lost these guys over here. We lost <laughs> yeah. them over here. Try to get out. We lose the last two coming. Like, it feels like a actual, like, battle. Like, it feels like, oh, we're losing ground. Like, it feels so lived in. It's, it's good.
1: It feels like a battle. And it also feels like, you know, there's a lot of these movies where they portray, like, U.S. forces or, like, you know, first world forces as being this invincible situation and that right. these other people like the taliban is just like a ragtag fugitive fleet of dudes and not that they're not portrayed like that in this movie but they end it like they, they end this whole company of people except for jake gyllenhaal and the interpreter so um it's yeah it's let it's just so convincing it's, though like it's like it's
0: it's like they, they get there and they're in control and then things start going wrong and then the waves of people yeah. start showing up and they keep showing up. Like it just it feels like a situation where you're like you're watching it at first, and you're like, Okay, the good guys are gonna get out of this. Maybe they'll lose they had already yeah. lost a guy, and so that was like part of the thing, like, Okay, people can die. So that was a good starting point. They lost like one guy in that earlier
1: part. One guy, yeah.
0: And now we we have the whole company and like, okay, they're at risk. And so when we lose a couple, we're like, okay, we knew this was going to happen. But then as the battle keeps going, they keep losing ground and they keep losing people. And you're like, holy shit, they're literally going to get wiped out. Like they're going to like, yeah. lo- like that, that just doesn't happen with protagonist groups in movies. Like, it this, doesn't. It's not common. No. Like we've seen a million war movies. How often is your platoon that you're following, they're gone in the first third. And now it's literally just a Jake Gyllenhaal, Dasha Lim story, which I'm, on board with because they're great
1: (laughs) there's one other movie there was a movie with i hate to reference it i think it's mark Wahlberg, who's the but it's a real story about uh i think it's marcus luttrell sharpshooter or something oh shooter what shooter yeah I never see. Yeah, that. where he winds up being the only one that's left to from his platoon. And so, but that was a film very differently that happened over like short, a longer period of time. This is something that you just, you're watching Unspool and, and it's all yes. action happening really fast, but it almost feels like it's in slow motion because it's just, that's what makes it feel so
0: surreal and crazily. raw. Crazy. Yeah. Like, yes. it's like, it's just like, it's literally like, literally like I'm losing ground because that truck is moving up 10 feet and like, the guys yes. are getting out and moving up and we're losing. Like, it's literal. it's so, It feels that yeah. way. It, whereas in other movies, it feels more like we're kind of, not, not all, but like a, the generic way to do action scenes is you're winding up, punch, winding up, punch, rope-a-dope, punch. Like, yeah. this feels like a, right. a, a true document of a battle going on, like a high-def yeah. document of a battle. Like, it's great.
1: Yeah, it's that part. The
0: ending part but- is very... It, it's tense to the of ex machina, which is satisfying because of how, like, America, fuck yeah. Like, it literally, come they come in with an AC-130 and fucking blow up a right. dam of people. Like, until <laughs> until it becomes like, oh yeah, we're America, we can literally blow them out of the water if we give a shit to. Um, but that last, that whole last 20 minute escape, harrowing, like, I wasn't sure. Yes. I was not sure if they would all make it out of there. It was convincing.
1: I can see, when I'm watching it, I was thinking, oh my god, they're gonna, like, they're not gonna want to kill the family, because that's not gonna, that's gonna I thought t- maybe
0: to... one of the main guys would die. I thought either Jake would sacrifice himself, or Dar would not right. make it out. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I, I thought, yes.
1: Yeah. I was almost 100% sure that one of them was not gonna make it. I wasn't right. sure who it was gonna be, but I really If it was a betting like odds, was...
0: one of them dies, or neither of them die, I would say not one of them dies is the favorite.
1: yes yes so i was just kind of on the edge of my seat waiting to see who it was going to be and i kind of was leaning for it to be not not that i was hoping it was going to be but i thought it was probably going to be like uh kenley that wasn't gonna you know come back but this yeah it even though it kind of i don't want to say it like had a happy ending because it was kind of crazy but it had the best ending that you could possibly want for these characters right um it was still harrowing and I was. Not, not sure poor, about what was poor happen. truck
0: driver guy who gets caught up in all this. Like, did he get something out oh. of this? Because uh, I hope he didn't <laughs> have to go back to Taliban-controlled <laughs> Afghanistan. Because I can't imagine the truck driver who helped the famous John Kinley and Ahmed get away is uh, too popular.
1: I feel like he. Well, I mean, he got shot on the. He got bridge shot. Maybe maybe the... they
0: gave him something because at this point he did so much heroism. But like I I, I do not recall them saying. Oh, and the truck driver was okay. <laughs>
1: And Truck Driver Guy also got a visa to the United States. Exactly. Because that's what just, he would have to have at this point in order to survive. It's because so.
0: it's just the way they build this movie up, the way they build up these two main characters, that when they come back and they see each other, like, you really love to see them together. And when they're in their final moments and they give the final nods, it feels impactful. And when Ahmed gets his fucking passport visa, visa. like, it's yeah. awesome. It feels great. And they get, they don't, you know, they're they're stoic dude so they give each other like a little nod but like it fe- yeah it, it's just it's it's top tier bro machismo war movie like it feels it's great it's very well done I, guy richie does yeah. it again is what i got to say
1: yeah he i mean i can't believe i mean this is sort of bad we've done these back to back war movies now one we've did uh world war ii with sizu and then this one and both it's really about the storytelling the stories are both very simple, simple stories, and yeah. in the wrong hands would be intolerable to watch, honestly yes, and very different styles, but um just so well so well done, wishing that th- this was getting a little more you know chatter
0: it's not I mean so we just talked about Sisu was made for six mil and made about six mil this is made for. Fifty-five mil, and is currently, yeah. after a couple of weeks in theaters, at thirteen in the box office. So this is a flop. This is not being seen, despite the critical reviews we said earlier. I mean, we we said there could be some hot button, hot button left and right kind of stuff, but for the most part, yeah. you know, critics and audiences overwhelmingly positive. So even the things that I, even the like imperialist, like America bad things I picked up on, was still dwarfed by just the very, very good storytelling. And so yeah. you got, it's, you got, you got a World War Two movie and an Afghanistan, or a middle of Afghanistan war, is that what they call it? I don't even know what they call the last 20 years of wars we've had. Is I'm that, not sure. I don't, <laughs> history hasn't decided what that's called yet, I guess, but like, right. um, it, like, generic, like, we've seen... Tons of Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, whatever, Middle East, modern day wars. And then we've seen even more World War II movies.
1: World War II, yeah. S-
0: Sisu and The Covenant and Guy Reaches the Covenant feel like distinct slices of reality. And they're told in ways that, like, even even though Sisu is a little more over the top, this is much more down to earth, they feel yeah. fresh in a way that I didn't think the war genre still had.
1: Yeah, and it's got to be it's got to be a combination of maybe. I mean, I think we touched on this a little bit in Sisu two that the acting was stellar uh, yeah. for the main character, and I think in this also both the main actors were just were just spot on. I mean, there is a little bit more. They had a little bit more padding in this with with some with other people, um, but I really I just bought both of them. I bought. I bought into the whole the whole thing and none of it was none of it was candy coated none of it was uh you know blatantly I don't know anti anything pro anything except for when you give your word, you give your word. It's the covenant. You don't have anything. You have nothing right. else in your life but your word. So it's not about what you say you're going to do. It's not about what you think you're going to do. It's not what you plan to do. It's about what you do. And then that's they it make it what a this point. This movie. About.
0: That is the underlying. Like, yeah, I think they even do the dictionary and definition thing. It's about character. Thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's about character, and it just runs the gamut. Like this is not. This goes beyond borders. This is this is why humans yes. are humans. Is because you give your word and and two people from two different slices of life that's just what happened
0: and they they hold each other's word and the Bond and oh, it's 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 well, it's it's um, I would I, I don't know how you do it, but I want to see more Jake Joan Hall Dar films. Is that an option? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what it, it, it was very like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers do the, the arm got pushing too many pencils from Predator. Like, it's literally like it's that level of bromance that I'm like, I want these two guys to be <laughs> it would probably bastardize it and be terrible very quickly, but like, it would. I, it would, of course, it would. It'd have to be, but like, I don't know. They, they, it's you don't, you don't get that good buddy chemistry all the time, and like, they have it, no. and they have it, and they're oddball. They're not like each other, like visually, so it, right. It makes it even better. That's you lo- I love when that happens.
1: No, but as I was driving home from the movie, all I could think of was, "Oh my gosh, I hope that he got a house right next door to Jake Gyllenhaal." I know. I want house. them to and that they, together, and that they're going to have barbecues together, and their kids are going to grow up together. And I was like, "And I don't feel like that after no, a lot of these things, not. but, but no, I'm definitely not." But I was just like, "Oh, that's that, I'm I'm going to pretend that that's what happened for them."
0: Okay. Do you recommend Guy Ritchie's The Covenant?
1: Yeah, you gotta see Guy Ritchie's The Covenant.
0: I gotta go catch up with Operation Fortune, because apparently Guy Ritchie's still making bangers, so uh, yeah, two <laughs> two recommends for Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, and uh, maybe we'll catch up on that other one. I mean, it is a 2023 film. Maybe if it'll come out in streaming soon and we'll catch up on that. Mm-hmm. I That got mixed reviews. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be quite his, um But I did like The Gentleman, and yeah. I liked Wrath of Man, which were his last two gangstery yeah. movies with Jason Statham.
1: Um... Gentleman was good
0: it was good. It was okay, but again, soundtrack. Both in those movies, actually, yep. very. And I, when this one comes out, hopefully, it's out now, like soon, because like, oh, it's so good. It's just like it's a relentless drive. Wrath of Man had it too. That was the last Guy Ritchie movie I saw, and i was just it's just a relentless driving soundtrack. Who's the. Who's the music? Christopher Benstead is the music in this movie. Christopher, you made okay. good music. This was an excellent score. And I,
1: <laughs> well done, uh, Christopher.
0: Yes, this is very, very, very edge of your seat, pulse pounding, great work. So, two recommends for Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, and uh, you know, once again, uh, we've had some back to back hits here. I think we've strung together yeah. we a John Wick, got a Sisu, and a, and a Covenant. Like we've, we've got some violent good movies.
1: Some action-packed stuff.
0: This could be a very bullet train top five end of year kind of situation, but it's oh, very, no. very, 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 very early. Uh, all the all the prestige stuff comes out at the end of the year. We're only four months in and change, so uh, two recommends. Guy reaches the covenant in theaters, and we will have more theater and streaming new things. We're trying to stick to new things as they come out. And if you have specific ones you want to recommend to us, because we can't get to everything but if you specifically want to hear it it helps films with the women in my life yes. on facebook reach out to me on instagram i am brennan underscore pod host and you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com thank you for being on guy ritchie's the covenant mama K.
1: that was my pleasure
0: Till next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your